All right, take two, episode 201. Uh, yeah, Ked here. I hope everybody's doing well. Thank you for tuning in. I'm also joined by Hal. Hal, how's it going, buddy? Hanging in there, dude. Um, feeling superfluous. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> so essentially why we're laughing is uh, for the first time, and we probably should do this every week, we, we hit up the blog and we're like, hey, is there any news around the NHL you want us to talk about? I love how that took us until episode 101 to really like use resources. Um, but we were asked to mix in a word at one point during this podcast and uh, if they're listening, we'll see if we can we can do it. Did you? I'm sorry I interrupted you. Do you want to try it again? I said it. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could hear it on there. So I feel confident that I said the word. You don't even know how to say the word. So I'm not you gonna. Didn't even, you didn't even use it right. I told you how I was feeling, bro. So I think I covered my base there. You're um, feeling unnecessary. Feeling this podcast and your attitude is kind of unnecessary right now. I feel like this um, conversation is superfluous. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah, so hot start to this. Everybody, for, thanks for tuning in to the Mike Ruzioni podcast. We got some pretty good feedback on there. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. Was um, that like the, uh, not the most nervous? Because, I mean, you've done a bunch of interviews before, but like, to me, if I did Mike Ruzioni, that would be the one where I would just be like, wow, this guy's like so much cooler than me. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I think out out of all of them, this one for sure was the one I think I was most nervous by. Yeah, like he's Captain America, man. Like Miracle after him, like Captain America, the Avenger movies probably somewhat after him. Like he he brought us a gold medal, and he was a guy. The story that he said when it like he wasn't even going to play D one hockey, and then he just went and played a beer league game, and Jack Parker happened to be the ref, and like that's how he got into BU is insane. Yeah, I mean. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like, they did the movie Miracle, but they could probably actually just have a Miracle movie on, like, Mike Ruzioni alone, which could be a sick movie, just tossing that one out there. I would watch it. And his dad was born on 4th of July. <laughs> so, riddle me that. And also, he was hanging out with his high school football coach. There are so many good stories. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning into that. We have, uh, I don't know, kind of an action-packed uh, podcast coming up here. We have a few stories to get into. So, um, let's hop into it. NHL on the News. Okay, well, that didn't work. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't happen. Let's just fucking wheel with it. First thing on the docket, Matt Murray ended up getting hurt the other night in uh, a game for Ottawa. Uh, so the backup goalie came in, and then if somebody got hurt, essentially they were wondering who the emergency backup goalie was going to be. And uh, DJ Smith, head coach, said, I know Pierre Dorian played some net at the Christmas skate a couple years ago, so we were mulling that over. The Sens were almost out of goalie options on Saturday, but Artem Anisimov stepped up, put on the gear, and was ready to go. Former Ranger, I would say probably the highlight of his career is when he scored that goal on Tampa and pretended to shoot the goalie, and then Vinny LeCavier came over and like tried beating him up, and it happened to be when HBO was doing the thing, so you got to see him in the locker room like Sean Avery walk in and just start laughing at him. Like That's what I know Artem Anisimov for. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like if you're so if you're in warmups, you score on them, like you rip one on Artem, like you kind of got to give him the shot, right? Like that's the it would have been like the ultimate uh, kind of like payback scenario for Vinny LeCavalier to like wake up the next morning and to like see if like if uh, Anisimov went in to like see he gave up like nine in an NHL game, that would have felt nice. Yeah, he probably would have remembered that too. And I don't know, many people know 100%. this, but. I ended up playing hockey at Siena, and the first game that I ever played with at Siena, uh, I separated my shoulders in tryouts, and our backup goalie couldn't make the game, so I had to suit up in gear. And I remember just telling the boys, like, hey, just keep them low during warm-ups. I would say, like, the first 10 shots were low, and then this one kid fucking hummed one by my head, and I literally just skated to the corner. I stayed in the corner for the rest of the warm-up. It was insane. I had the mustache going. That was my first collegiate game for Siena College. Did you know that about me? Yeah, I did. I was going to ask, though, do you think so the kid – shot the puck towards your head. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, yeah. The suspect. What? Uh, would they, do you think they did it on purpose? Or do you think it, it got away from them? He was quite the wild card kid on our team. So that could have gone in either direction. So probably. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> realistically. So I went right to the corner, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess there's no emergency backup goalies, which sucks for Jeff Ayers this year, but that's where we're at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. This one's going to be kind of quick. Uh, Sidney Crosby is now alone at third all time in point per game seasons. He has 16. Uh, 
I mean, it's insane. Like uh, Gretzky has 19, Gordy has 17, Mario had 15, third all time. I feel like it seems pretty much every week he's doing something cool that we got to talk about. It's it's one of those like uh, I, I'm gonna miss whenever Sidney Crosby's not in the league because like he is what the best hockey player is. I know Connor McDavid's really really fast, so is McKinnon. They're like super explosive, but in terms of like a 200 foot game, faceoffs, leadership, getting pucks on net, like he made a pass to. I, it was either, um, I think it was to Brian Russ the other night. It was behind him, indirect, to give him a fucking breakaway. Like, the shit that he sees, nobody else sees. And he's carrying the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Like, they brought in Jeff Carter, who's been a winner. But, like, they're doing it without Malkin. Malkin's going to end up coming back. So, Sidney Crosby, man. He, uh... Yeah, do, you think, do you think there's open haters on him still where people are like, Sidney Crosby's such a pussy? Or do you think everybody at this point realizes that he's, like, one of the greatest of all time? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a good question. It's kind of crazy to think about it in that perspective, too. Like, um, Connor McDavid did, never has faced the hate that Sidney Crosby no. faced. Sidney Crosby was hated. And I think a big part of that, and people talk about this, is like he used to whine. He ran his mouth more. a lot when he was a kid. A yeah. Lot. Right. And like, which is kind of funny now because like he just looks like this, like, class. He's all class, you know what I mean? But like underneath, you know, he's just freaking the fuck out. Inside his head. Uh, he today, today, uh, Penguins beat the Bruins one nothing. He fed a nice pass to Gensel to score the only goal. Like he is, he is the Penguins. I thought, I thought looking at that, like uh, that East Division, if there was one team that was going to fall off other than the Bruins, I thought it was going to be the Penguins. And then after kind of seeing them the way they've worked this past week or so, yeah. Uh, I don't think that anymore. Penguins are definitely a playoff team in my mind. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're starting to get goaltending too. That, at the beginning of the year, the goaltending wasn't there, but I guess did Yari play today? Yeah, and he played better. He had a shutout. I mean, the Bruins didn't test him. They played like shit. Two guys, I mean, and you look up and down that lineup, like their D to me is one of the weirdest Ds in the league. I feel like we've always talked about this. Yeah. But Chris Letang is someone, and I think he gets hate from some Penguins fans, but Chris Letang to me is someone when he was young, I just like couldn't stand him because he was just like a fast kind of prick offensive defenseman. But now he plays a really solid defensive game. Like I, I notice him like almost every shift. He breaks the puck out. I think Penguins fans that are hard on Latang are idiots. I think um, he's the most underrated defensive superstar of the last like 15 years. To me, he's like it's him and uh, Mark Andre Vlasic. Yeah, like Vlasic, I don't really consider him like at that offensive type level. But, like, Latang's been doing it year in, year out. He had a fucking stroke. Like, he had some serious, serious health issues. And you're right. Like, it's insane. Like, he is their veteran. And you're like, should Chris Latang really be that guy? And, like, that's what he is. And then you you mix in Brian Dumoulin, who I think just came back to the lineup recently. Did he play today? Yeah. And, Bri- yeah, and Brian Dumoulin's a shutdown D2. And that's actually the other guy I was going to bring up. Um kind of went from, like, a third-pair defensive defenseman to playing, like, top minutes. Oh, for yeah. the Penguins, and he's super solid. Yeah, he's Dumo, dude. Bidford Maine, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always, like, he's one of those guys you didn't notice, but now I think he has an A, too. I think he's an assistant captain for that team. Like, I don't know. Shout out Brian Dumoulin. They have Zach Ax- Aston Reese, right? And Tanev was out of the lineup today. They uh, they bring a ton of energy. Kapanen looks sick. I don't know if – I was always a Kasperi Kapanen guy when he was on the Maple Leafs. He was my favorite young player. I knew he wasn't as good. But just like his like motor, I think he's the perfect Pittsburgh Penguin. He, he just came back too. They're getting all these guys back from injury. I think Tannen's going to be back by the end of the year. Who's going to be a pain in the ass to play against in a seven game playoff series? That guy hits everything. Yeah, I'll be interested to see too. Jeff Carter, like to me today, he looked slow. He looked like a classic thirty five year old playing bottom six minutes. But during the playoffs, like he's a winner. Like it'll be interesting to see how he elevates his game. I'm really excited and. I just I feel like we just shared a lot about the Penguins and we just pulled that right out of our ass. So shout out to us, good work, Al. Who I really quick close your eyes. Uh, I'll even include the Rangers. Rangers, Bruins, Capitals, Penguins. Uh, who am I missing? Flyers. No, not the Flyers. Is that everybody? Rangers, Capitals, Bruins, Penguins, Islanders, Flyers, Flyers. Sabers. Uh, who do you think is going to win the division at this point? They're all like pretty much within a point. The top three teams. If I got to pick one. Yeah, I know you. You probably deep down want me to say the Bruins. And no, I don't think you're going to. I think you're going to say the Capitals. Yeah, that's, and it's nothing against the Bruins, dude. I just the things that I'm no. seeing. 
like Jake DeBrusque isn't the Jake DeBrusque that he was when he first came up. And he was like, hey. he might not have been an impact player, but he was definitely a catalyst in terms of like, he was able to kind of give you a little bit of a supercharge. And then on top of that, I mean, this is strictly off of reading Brownie's blogs. Cause I actually, I try to read every one of them. Uh, Posture has been kind of a ghost here recently, apparently. So like, again, it's a little bit too early, yeah. right? Like we're not oh. in the playoffs yet, but. So, yeah, I, I'll get into that later with my Bruins talk. I feel like I like to separate it because then people aren't like, how's just talking about the Bruins the whole time? Because what I would say to that, and I agree with every point you made, Ked, and because of that point, I think it's a three-headed race. I don't even think the Bruins are going to sniff that first spot. It's Capitals, Islanders, Penguins are the three teams fighting for that. And my my gut tells me the Capitals too, but for some reason my heart keeps telling me that the Penguins are going to like go on a run. I'd be pumped if the final game was like Pittsburgh-Washington playoffs to like get into the semis to go to the cup and then you had that Sidney Crosby Alex Ovechkin battle like that would be one for the storybooks you know what I mean like they kind of battled a little bit in the playoffs but that would be like who is the best team right now like we might be a little see I don't even know if they're past their prime they still put up all these fucking points you can't even say Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin are out of their prime because like they are like their career is a prime yeah it's insane 100% Damn, we're fucking we're wheeling today. Speaking of wheeling, if there was one team that you told me was going to make the playoffs at the beginning of this year, and I would have laughed in your face, it would have been the Minnesota Wild, and they have clinched a playoff berth. They're 31, 13, and 3. Kaprizov leads their team in 22 goals, 19 assists for 41 points. Kevin Fiala, 17, 15 for 32. And then my boy Zuccarello, 10, 19 for 29. I think he's missed a few more games than the other top uh two guys there. But did you see this coming? Because I didn't. No, I mean, I feel like we've been pumping the Wilds tires a ton. Uh, if there's one guy I haven't talked about yet on the Wild, maybe it's Brodine. Jonas Brodine might low-key be like a top five defensive defenseman in the NHL at this point. Just complete shutdown. I, I still like Spurgeon. I know his production's gone down. So no one saw it coming, but I mean, Kaprizov kind of fueled all of that. Obviously, their first line center, we've talked about this before, is Rask. Just kind of a weird spot to be in. I don't know. Honestly, my whole opinion on the Wild is just kind of irrelevant because they're going to have to, the second seed in that division is either going to be the Avalanche or the Knights, and they're not going to make it out of the first round. See, you're saying irrelevant probably because of how they've been as a franchise, but like I truly believe this is a completely different team than any Minnesota Wild team has ever put out. Maybe other than like the Gabrick years, but I agree they'll probably get pumped, but in the yeah, past, that's more the Wild in the past, if the Wild were playing in the playoffs and their game is on TV, I wouldn't watch it. Now I'm going to watch it. Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. Um, I just think yeah, it's tough sledding. Uh, hey, here, here's a – oh, what, what do you got? I was going to throw this back because you just – I wrote shit down. You just are skipping over topics. Seems like you don't care about my writing. Uh, oh, they're not I don't know big, if you saw this. They're not big. All right. Cole, Cole Caulfield loves practice. Have you seen yeah. – so, so he won the Hobie Baker. He plays like two games in Laval. Gets called up to the NHL and then he's just he been ripped it up though. for a couple of weeks. He ripped like, it up in the NHL. Yeah, but his highlights in practice are insane. But it's like this dude loves, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like some kids just go to practice looking to get a sweat in, and this kid just is trying to make highlight real goals. And that's probably why he's an elite goal scorer at such a high level every place he's been. I'm not really chirping Cole Caulfield, but I'm just kind of, um, I just wanted to point it out. I, like seven times this week, I felt like I was scrolling through Twitter and Cole Caulfield did something else in practice. And it's like, fucking play him. Like, what's up with that? Is it a visa thing? Like, I don't, I don't, under, I don't know how that works. I've recently talked to Jay Latulip. He's out on the Canadians now. He says they're a dog shit hockey team. So that, that, that kind of changed quickly there. But I mean, if I, if I had the skill, I would want to do fucking cool shit in practice too. It's, it's, I, he's like kind of like a, like a more fun, explosive type player you know what i mean like and i'm gonna relate this to baseball because i've been playing a lot of mlb the show but you have like younger guys in baseball that are kind of like not your typical type players that normally are in the game where you have like fernando tatis and like francisco lindor and like you have like these younger guys who are like spark plugs hobby bias but now you're kind of seeing that in the nhl too right like Kirill, uh kaprizov and just like like these younger fucking players that come out of out of nowhere and like even Cole Caulfield might end up being one of these type of players and I'm kind of ranting right now but I'm I'm into it and he's American so I'm gonna wish that kid nothing but the best you know what I mean like at the end of the day when we go to war in the Olympics like if he's sick I'd rather have him on my team that's true I mean that's a good point like how 
There's always like I saw, and I don't. I wish I had the names in front of me, but there. Every time I look at the USA Olympic roster, in my head before the Olympics come, it always seems so much sicker. And then when they put pen to paper, it's like the bottom six is always kind of like what? Always, like, always. Our bottom six is always kind of like eh, where Canada's bottom six. You could literally Canada's four lines. You could roll as your top line if you really needed to. Great. But I will say this: like I definitely think that we have way more depth than we normally would in, in a sense like not even depth but just high-end players like austin matthews patrick kane those guys are going to score a lot of goals and we have a lot of other goal star type people like jake gensel and the guy on uh winnipeg kyle connor is he american pretty sure he is there's like yeah. these like random ass people that might not be perennial names but they put the puck in the back of that so yeah i guess dude and i agree with that but and the, kyle connor's like a top 10 right wing in the nhl or definitely like he's a top 20 winger uh, he wanted to sniff Team Canada's lineup. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, that's yeah. all I had to say on that. Uh, <laughs> next one, really quick. I just want to touch on this. So there was fans had like a plane, uh, in the in Vancouver, and they flew like a banner, a fire Benning banner, all over Vancouver. Um, I don't really have a ton on it, Jim Benning. Right, like he signed Louis Erickson that crazy contract. He's kind of been crazy with his decisions. Although JT Miller worked out. Um, and, like, I, I don't know how much you can attribute some of the draft picks they've made, but they've hit in the draft a good amount. I know they they had, like, that one Finnish kid they drafted top five, Juvely or whatever his name was. Bro, they've hit on the draft a lot. Yeah, I just don't Bo, know. If Bo that's Horvath, really Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes. Like, right. if you look at those names, dude, like, those are all, I would say, elite-type players that you they're homegrown. Yeah, they drafted uh, that Hoglander kid, too, in the second round, like, two years ago, and he's already on the team. So, right. So, and I don't, again, I don't know how much you can attribute to that, but I was just wanting your perspective. You wake up in the morning, you go to get the, like the paper at your mailbox, you look up and there's a fire Ked banner going through the sky. What's your first thought? I mean, did the Islander fans do this a couple of years ago with a billboard? Yeah, it is a kind of an Islanders fan move. Do you, and now that you say that, do you think Islanders fans and Canucks fans are kind of similar? Yeah. Like they're kind of burn it down fan bases. A hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. I've never once in my life put that together in my brain until now. And yeah. They're both kind of like aquatic themes too. the Canucks, the Islanders, their fans, Vancouver, burn their city down. The Islanders yeah. basically, uh, I don't even know. They like banished antivirus from the Island. Like they fit in the same circle, dude. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's gotta suck, dude. Can you imagine being this Benning guy and just like waking up in the morning and like you think you're gonna have a fucking normal Tuesday and like you grab your cup of coffee and you look up and there's a fucking giant thing that says fire you? Yeah, no, fuck that. I always think about this. NHL GM has to be one of the hardest jobs in the world. Like, and I'm telling you, much- I wouldn't. I would take the fans right out of the rink. Not that they have them in Canada, but I would do something where I'd be like, oh yeah, fans, will go fuck yourself. Or the next five games aren't on TV. Whoops. That's that's the Jim uh, Dolan fanboy in you. Yeah. Speaking of which, the Knicks look good this year. Um, this is kind of a, a buckle up because there's going to be a lot broken down here. Um, Joe Thornton and uh, Ehlers, Nikolai Ehlers on the Jets. I kind of went at it the other day. Joe Thornton broke his stick over him, cross-checking him, gets a new one, goes right back, cross-checks him again. They're both in the box. Apparently this, this stemmed from like a slash thrown earlier in the game between Joe Thornton and Ehlers. After the game, Thornton said he thinks the league's going to look at it, whatever. So I brought this up because, like, I feel like Joe Thornton's probably one of the most respected players in the entire National Hockey League, right? And let's say I'm on a team and I do something to piss him off. In all game, he's barking at me. Wouldn't you feel, like, sort of embarrassed? Uh, I don't like, know. You know what I mean? Like, should I, I – like, I would be, like, I would feel very uncomfortable knowing that, like, a guy that all these other guys look up to, like, wants to kill me. No, so I think Joe Thorne's a little bit different because he does have a screw loose. If it's like, if Joe it's like, a, if it's like, yeah, exactly. So if it's he like a Bergeron, if it's a Bergeron or a Crosby, it's kind of awkward. But like the difference between those guys and then like an Ovechkin or Thornton is like you shouldn't be getting in their face, but they'll get in your face. Like that's why Joe Thorne's kind of good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I do get the point because because at the end of the video, like you could tell that Ehlers was kind of getting rattled by Thornton continuing to go after him. And then eventually Ehlers gives him like a little poke and Thornton like just crumbles to the ice. And like yeah, you see Ehlers is like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, <laughs> he, I, you could tell he didn't want to do anything. Uh, I don't know, man. I thought it was funny and I'm a jumbo guy too. Uh, so I don't want to like tarnish his name. I just from, I thought Ehlers actually kind of handled it well. Like 
You know I would I, mean? I, I would have felt so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, that would have been the fucking worst. And then on top of this, Matthew Perot took a charging penalty. Uh, he left his feet for a high elbow on Tavares. The Leafs are 30-13-5. and five. The Jets are 27-17-3. I like seeing shit like this before the playoffs because, fingers crossed, these two teams meet and we have ourselves like an absolute bloodbath of a series. That's the one thing I really hope. I don't think the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. I've said that for a while, but like... I hope that some of these playoff series are fucking insane because of how many times these teams have played each other throughout the course of the year. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It'll be interesting. My Honestly, my only takeaway is it looks like Perot got a haircut. Uh, that's kind of sad to see because he was kind of maybe had arguably other than Mika had the longest hair in the league. No, for a while. Would you say Perot always had the longest hair? I think if I think if Matthew Perot didn't have long hair, I would have no idea who Matthew Perot was. Well, that's kind of what happened when I looked at the clip. I was like, that doesn't really look like Perot. And also, maybe he got a haircut. He's a little grumpy about it. He misses it. So kind of throw a hit. I mean, it was a dirty hit. But at the end of the day, with like the playoffs too. Mix it um, up. Yeah, mix it up. But like, how are you going to go after Matthew Perot? It's not like Matthew Perot is like fighting like you're – tough guys. You know what I mean? Like what lightweight on your team is going to mix it up. I know you can like throw the body on other guys. So the spark will be there, but it's kind of hard to get revenge on Matthew Perot. No, I don't know who would, who, who would be a good fight for Perot on the Maple Leafs. I I mean, dude, I don't if know. If Mitch like, Marner went up to him, like pumped him, <laughs> that would have been kind of fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be sick. I would actually love a Mitch Marner fight. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see one of those. You think? Dan Rosen came out with a tweet today and he talked about like the <coughs> players who had the most assists in the league and like Adam Fox was like fifth or whatever. And he like listed everybody before him and he didn't say Mitch Marner. He said Mitchell Marner. And that's the first time I've ever seen Mitchell Marner. Do you think Dan Rosen was trying to be funny or do you think like on NHL it says Mitchell Marner? I think that's just like an old journalist trying to be like, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, can, eh, I was, I was unsure. Um, <laughs> You had this ran down. Chicago had a crazy three goal comeback to beat the Predators Wednesday night, five to four. Do we believe in the Blackhawks? So right now the Nashville Predators are 26, 21 and two Dallas is 20, 15 and 12 and the Blackhawks are 22, 21 and five. I'll say this. And like, I, I mean, I like Nashville. This is a place that I might end up residing at some point in my life. So I can't be against them. But it would be really, really, really fucking cool if the Chicago Blackhawks made the playoffs after the year that they had not having their captain the entire time, which we still don't know what's going on with him, which is kind of scary. I don't like that. I hope Jonathan Taves is able to play hockey again. Don't know what's going on there. But, I mean, for the team that they have in front of him, that young coach, what's his name? Is it Colleton? Yep. He's done halfway decent with what he's had since he's become head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. Like, I don't think anybody would have thought the Blackhawks would have made the playoffs this year. No, I agree with that. And it kind of seems like the Blackhawks, right, are like the place where like random players kind of find their stride recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just – I thought it was funny. Shout out our blogger, Jenks. He said he he gave up on the game uh, and then he missed this comeback. That's like one of the worst feelings in the world. That's why I never do it to myself. I try not to, although to be honest – Oh, the Bruins were down five one on the Sabers Friday night, and I turned it off, and uh, and they and ended up being five four, I think. So they came close. The other night, the Rangers played the Islanders, and I think they were down four one, and I, it was like beginning of the third period. I just turned it off. That's a, that's the first time I think in the history of my life that I've turned off a game that the Rangers were losing because like honestly, you knew I didn't want to watch the Islanders run up any more fucking goals, and you knew they weren't going to come back. Yeah, and then too, I I mean the players are going through it. Uh, with this condensed schedule. So are the fans. Like, you got back-to-back games, and I'm supposed to sit here and watch the Bruins play uninspired hockey against the Sabres down 5-1 in the third? Like, that's just not a product that's worth uh, entertaining. I don't know if the Blackhawks get in, but I just think uh, the Preds are the team that they're ultimately going to have to jump. Like, obviously the Stars, but the Preds are at the top. UC Saros um, has been pretty good this year. Like, kind of interesting to see him take over the pipes and – Nashville and like you're down three you light it up against Soros come back win in overtime I mean it's got to make you believe that you have a chance at least so I think they're going to be giving it their all like perfect timing if you're a fan like 12 games or so left in the season complete that comeback like the believability's there 
Bro, did you have to like look at yourself in the mirror after turning off the Bruins game and be like, am I a real fan? Because I kind of struggled with it after turning off the Rangers Islanders game. I was like, yeah. old Ked wouldn't have done that. Like, what's Bro, going on here? So the worst part too is I I watched uh <laughs> I watched Fast and Furious instead. And like I remember the first one, which is like the only one I'll watch, but I remember the girl <laughs> came on for Fast and Furious, and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, damn, like I'm literally skipping a Bruins game to watch Vin Diesel and Paul Walker drive cars around. Yeah. Also, why is the first Fast and the Furious the only one you'll watch? Because I don't like all the new ones. All the I, I just never got into them. There was something about the first one that I just thought was so stupid and funny. Like, it's the classic 2000s, like, shitty action movie. Like, I know there's not, like, guns but like it's just like car it's like car chase and the next thing you know he's like I'm a cop and then the next thing you know there's another car chase and then he's friends with the bad guys and it's like it's like bro this movie's moving so fucking fast that I can't even check my phone uh so I don't know <laughs> oh my god I never knew how I was a huge fast and the furious guy only the first one only the first one I wouldn't consider myself a huge one I've probably seen it I was my second or third time seeing it. Bro, the way you just described that to me, if you had a trading card on the back of it, favorite movie would say Fast and the Furious. I'm probably not even going to remember anything about the movie in like two weeks. So um, (laughs) I love that, dude. I'm going to buy you like a Paul Walker TV. No, please don't. Something like that. Uh, I just put this down here. Just quickly, uh, Matthew was it Matthew Kachuk on Hamannick? Great, yeah, Matthew Kachuk actually could have been. A, yes, Matthew Kachuk dislodged a pane of glass with his hit on Hamannick and manages to hit one of the only people in lower bowl. Now I'm thinking about it, definitely was Brady Kachuk. Sorry about that. Um, I just I don't know. I want to give credit where credit's due. Like I love a hit that breaks glass, and it didn't really break the glass. Like the glass just kind of popped out, but like. I feel like this doesn't happen a lot, so I just at least wanted to say it out loud. Yeah, I was going to toss this one out there. This was kind of my topic. I think something happened in the glass community. Like uh, the glass scientists kind of got to work because glass no longer shatters. I feel like obviously you think of the Lucci chip, but I like slap shots used to shatter glass. Like now glass just becomes dislodged. You know what I mean? Remember when Dustin Bufflin hit that one guy and then the guy took one of their helmets and was like drinking a beer with the helmet on his head like a fan? Yeah, dude. And like, I don't know, like being being one of the last fans to say you had glass shattered on you. What an honor. That's like one being one of the last NHLers to not wear a helmet. You know what I mean? The old Craig McTavish rule. Um, I don't know, dude. I just kind of miss the shattering aspect. Yeah. Shout out to Cowboy uh, beer, <laughs> beer League legend. We had a game one night in Clifton Park. It was like a 10 o'clock start. Everybody gets there. It's super fucking late. And in warm-ups, Cowboy decides to start taking slap shots at the sidewall. Not by, not towards net at all. Like, literally towards the center ice. Just, like, ripping shots into the boards. And he, and he fucking fed it a little bit high and just shattered the glass everywhere. And then everybody had to go home so he couldn't play hockey anymore. I've never seen a Zamboni driver more confused in her whole life. <laughs> yeah, I, it's actually funny because I thought about that, like, a couple weeks ago. I was playing, I was warming up for beer league and like I start, I was sometimes I'll just go out there. I'm kind of like him. I'll take a clap or just at the boards. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't think you can do that. No, I think it's frowned upon. Maybe, to, maybe towards the net, that's cool. But like when you're in the fucking neutral zone and you're just ripping slap shots at the wall, like, I don't, I don't think that that is really. So okay. now that I think about it though, do you think like the local youth rink has different glass behind the, behind the net? Like I bet everywhere probably does. I don't know, dude. We need to get a glass guy on the podcast. That would be kind of cool. I'll reach out. I'll find somebody's LinkedIn. <laughs> um, Chris Johnson said tonight on Hockey Night in Canada that Fox is now the front runner for the other NHL media rights package. We could see Apple grab some rights as well. CJ was ahead of everyone on the NHL heading to ESPN, so file this away. All right. Here's my thought, dude. If Apple gets involved in this, then that just sounds like another subscription to me. If I have to get more than one subscription to watch every possible game, I, I swear to God, NHL, like, don't do that. As long as I can, like, make it work and not have to log into multiple accounts, I don't care. All right. Well, I'm breaking this down in my head. The New York Rangers will still have games on MSG, correct? Correct. And the so, other- so this is only when they're not on MSG. And when the Rangers aren't on MSG, they'll either be on ESPN or Fox. I think so, but I think all of the Ranger games will be available on ESPN+. Plus. That's kind of cool, which I now have. I don't know. I yeah. I mean, 
it's I, I don't really hate it. Like, bring me back the fucking Fox robot people. Like, we're going fucking straight to the 90s. Yeah, we talked about this. We had that uh, argument. I was wrong. Fox was basically strictly robots compared to everybody else, so I apologize for that. They, they had robot pit crew members in the Daytona 500. So the reason I, I, I think of football and I think robots, I don't even – you know, I don't watch NASCAR, unfortunately, like you. Uh, probably okay, been to a NASCAR race more recently than you, but, I mean, besides that. Okay, yeah, because I, I – well, yeah, never mind. I was just going to say something which I know is true. I was going to ask you if you drive an American car, and you said no, so <laughs> that's fine. Keep going. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, well, won that one. Uh, this one NHL presents teams with two proposals for schedule next season. So here's the first proposal. You have a home and home with the opposing conference, which is 32 games. You have three games versus other division in conference, which is 24 games. And then the remaining 26 games will be within division four versus five teams and three versus other two. And then likely a conference playoffs. The other one is a home and home with three other divisions. That's 48 games, uh, four games, versus each division opponent for another 28 games and six games left for special scheduling, whatever that means. So I'm looking at this. That would be 82 games. So what uh, is there an option that you like more than the other option, like just kind of looking at this? Uh, no, not really. I, I think because I was thinking about it, this season's been awesome, but if, if the format went back to the way it was before, I really wouldn't give a shit either. I like – I kind of like playing more in division games, I guess. Like, I care less about the other divisions. The, the only thing that jumped out to me on the first schedule is um, there are some teams in your division you're only going to play three times in an 82-game season. That seems light to me, no? Yeah, I liked, I like the home-and-home home with the other three divisions and then four games versus each division opponent. That's I just, kind of I think now, that I, now that I just talked out loud, that's probably the better option. So the NHL will probably go the other way. Yeah, more than likely. But <laughs> wanted to put that one out there. Uh, last one before we kind of get into our Rangers and Bruins news, uh, the championship ring that the uh, Tampa Bay lightning just got has 557 diamonds, 81 genuine blue sapphires. and was crafted in 14 karat white gold. Uh, I texted Larry flowers who was on the podcast before. And I was like, how much would this go? And he goes, to be honest with you, I have no idea. Truly. Um, this is like a big dick ring. Yeah, I just I don't um, I don't know, man. I went to Tampa once. It just kind of seems like a Tampa move to me. Just like the people, like like you know how you go to California. People in California um, are like, just they're just cooler than you. Yeah, they have a glow. Yeah, they have this like glow in this attitude that just makes them automatically cooler than you. So much in cool Florida, that. people in Florida kind of have the same exact thing, but then there's like this element of trash that like makes it equal out. So you feel like you feel like you're kind of among your peers, like you can relate to them. But like the same person that would like get in a fight uh, in like a Burger King drive through in Tampa Bay, Florida would also like have this ring on their finger, if that makes sense. I feel like I would thrive in Florida. I think I've so never too. Been there. I've never been there. You should, you should hop on a Spirit Airlines flight and go on down for a weekend. Do you want to do you want to do like a vacation this summer? Like just do a weekend in Florida? I could go for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Not a bad kind idea. of fun. Yeah, why not, dude? We'll go to we'll go to a fucking classy joint. Maybe Orlando. Maybe the Keys, dude. That'd be the fucking Keys, dude. Ked takes yeah. that'd be cool, bro. I'd be down. Ken something to think about, bro. Maybe get everybody. Something about something like right now. I know it's spring and it's really nice. I don't. We have friend of the program Karski, uh, a big vacation or somewhere on a beach right now. I don't even know where he is, but he's thriving so much. That kid like, is the much- best. Yeah, he's the best vacationer I've ever met in my life. And and it just makes me think like I was pumped it was sixty degrees out today, but like he's like hammered on a beach somewhere just catching rays and it just it kind of hits home like I could use a vacation. We have another buddy, DJ Zumi, who goes on like far more vacations than Karski. But the every time Karski's on vacation, he sends a Snapchat or like shows us a picture or a video, like he's always so fucking happy and it's always like so bright and there's always some sort of alcohol involved. Like that kid crushes vacation. So, so I think that, I think the reason Carsey's so great at vacationing is because there's two factors. He likes to drink one. And then two, I think he's a big fan of just like parking it either like a beach, a bar. Yeah. Uh, he like, he find he just chills. He's not going to like tourist traps. He's not like hopping yeah. around town. Like he's posted. Yeah, and he's he's a leader too. Like at your bachelor party, like he led a few times where we're like, "What are we doing?" 
follow Karski's way. Amen. Little Karski talk. Shout out. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Rangers really quick. Mika Zibanejad had his uh, third hat trick of the season tonight. Oh. Uh, he might end up being a pre-game player by the end of the year, which is kind of insane. What's remember- up with, like? I'm sorry to cut you off. What's up with like half of uh, Rangers Twitter that was acting like he sucked and he had lost as an NHL player for the first half of the year? I mean, he did suck and he didn't play like an NHL player for the first half of the year. I think a lot of it had to do. I think he had COVID, which could definitely play a role in this. But the biggest advantage had we we're seeing play hockey right now. He just looks in, like more inspired. Like at the beginning of the year, it didn't really look like that. I mean, he still had his chances, which made you feel good to the fact that like it wasn't like he got completely cold. Like he just wasn't like executing. But now he is. Uh, Capo Caco had a two goal game. He had a fucking sick goal. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, he pretty much took the puck all around the offensive zone, passed it to Fox, got the puck back from Fox, passed it to Heedle. Heedle went to Fox and found Capo like backdoor for a one timer. Unreal goal. Uh, Lafreniere, he's been playing really well. He got moved up to the top line. Chris Kreider's now on the uh, third line with Heedle and Capo. Kratzoff's still on the fourth line. Colin Blackwell got hurt tonight. I don't know how long he'll be out for, but I think it's about time you start giving crabs off some shit because, like, you can tell the kids got it, and playing them ten minutes a night isn't going to do it. Um, Zach Jones, he played his first couple of games. He got his first assist in the National Hockey League tonight. I haven't noticed him, and I think that is the best thing you can say about a rookie defenseman is he doesn't really stick out. He's made a couple mistakes, but again, he's never played this level before. You can clearly see that he, that he can skate and like. He makes a crisp first pass, like crisp. And then just lastly, uh, Adam Fox, 41 total assists. Um, he's getting more Norris-type stuff. Do you think – is there a chance Adam Fox wins the Norris? I don't think so. I think I think if he does this next year, maybe. I think this year there's like a couple random names in there, and I think at the end of the day, Edmund's going to like run away with it. I just don't think anyone really contended – him and ultimately Victor Hedman, I still believe is the best NHL defenseman. And I think in a year like this, where it's hard, kind of hard to tell, like voters might just be like, it's Hedman. Here's the thing. If we're going statistically, like Adam Fox should be, it. I would agree. Like if gone yeah, to my head, I, if gone to my head one-on-one or whatever, you have one game and you can either pick Victor Hedman or Adam Fox. I'm going to pick Victor Hedman. He's fucking huge. And he skates and he fucking, he's physical and he, and he's right. offensively cool. The shit that Adam Fox can do though, dude, like, I guess he's got like a little bit of a Duncan Keith to his game. I think Duncan Keith was more explosive and like had a better shot, but in terms of just having like poise with the puck and being able to like wait an extra second to go up the wing or like go up the middle and like, I mean, bro, it's every game, every fucking game. He puts up like two or three assists. It's fucking insane. I just, I, no, I'm, I'm not, not really hating on Adam. Carolina. That makes me feel good. I'm not, I'm not hating on uh, Adam Fox, the player, but I don't think, I think, a lot more goes into it just than just points. Um, I mean, you kind of showing your colors. You would have probably voted for Eric Carlson all those years too because you're a big points stats guy. I just told you that if I had to pick a defenseman, like I Victor Hedman's a better defenseman, right? But your but your argument is was kind of Adam Fox has more points though, so should he win the? No- yeah, no. because in the years past, it hasn't always been the best defenseman. Mark Giordano was the best defenseman that year that he won the Norris Trophy. Give me a break. Yeah, I feel like Giordano is probably playing, I mean, similar minutes. I get what you're saying with that point. Um, like Victor Hedman should win a Norris. Drew Doughty years ago should have won a Norris. These are these are players that can play offensively, but also can fucking lock down in the defensive zone. Like if Brent Seabrook scored more goals, he probably could have won a Norris during his prime. Like those are the type of players that I think deserve it. That isn't what happens. Like has Eric Carlson ever won a Norris? He did, right? Yeah. That guy's not a defensive, like defenseman, like elite offensively for sure. But like one on one, you're telling me if you have Hedman or Carlson, who you would want going into the corner on that forward? You're picking Hedman every every day of the week. Right. No, I agree. I agree with what you're saying, dude. I don't know. I just don't think it's Adam Fox's year. I think. I think like from a voter's perspective, he's good defensively. I'm not saying he's not good defensively at all. But I don't know if he has like the ultimate respect of like writers and like I know what Fox. I'm what, glad that you mentioned that because I think if he was a first round pick, like a high first round talk pick, about Adam Fox a good amount, dude. I mean, you you've heard it once because Pierre Maguire almost shit his pants on national TV. I don't think people really do talk about him a lot. People people talk about Hedman a lot, 
Like that's always a name that's thrown out there. Brent Burns is always thrown out there. Drew Dowdy's always thrown out there. Kale McCarr is being thrown out there because he's an offensive defenseman. You don't Adam Fox doesn't have the same weight to his name as Kale McCarr. Right. If he did, I think Adam Fox would win the Norris. Not, and I'm not saying he's the best defenseman in the league because I would rather have Hedman on my team. In their prime, and if it's one game, I'd rather have Hedman on my team. But, I mean, that's what you never know what the Norris is about. You don't know if the Norris is actually about being the fucking best defenseman or if it's about being the guy who put the puck in the back of the net. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll get like a couple of votes. That's who my thought Hedman process, though, is I think he'll get a couple of votes, but he's what? Who does Hedman play with? Oh, Do you I know? Do you play with Sergachev or no? I don't know. I honestly have no idea what the defensive lines are. It all looks when the when you're playing the Lightning, you like don't notice like the D pairs because they're just fucking like shitting down your throat every um, shift. So <laughs> like you like you literally aren't even paying attention to that. And like part of me too feels like Victor Hedman plays like 30 minutes a night, so he pretty much plays with everybody. It says online that he's playing with Chernak right now. Um, okay. wasn't gonna guess that. No, I, I just. And one of the cool things I, uh, about Adam Fox that I really like is it's him and Lindgren. They've they've recently put uh, Fox with Hayek and Lindgren with Zach Jones because they wanted Zach Jones away from Hayek. I can get that. But all year it's been Fox and Lindgren. And, like, the cool thing about that is if you watch the U.S. World Hockey Championships, like, years ago, back when – remember when the United States had the Buffalo Bills jerseys? Right. Like, Fox was paired with Lindgren. Like, they've played together for – and they're they're only like 22, 21 years old. I don't know. I think Didn't that's that kind of like, Didn't that team uh, lose to Canada? I don't know. I, I just think it's cool that they played together all those years. Like I don't know. That I I wonder how many times that's happened before. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not trying to be crass. I think No, I think you were. You were. I think it's because of you. I just follow so many uh Rangers fans. I think I just see it more than the average casual fan and I'm really sick of it. Like I see, I see, and it's because he's a great player. But like, and I know it's like the same way Fever Boy Rex feels about Pasta with the Bruins. Is like when you see his name and people like ball washing him, the fans all the time. It's kind of like, all right, like get out of my face. And it's well deserved. I just see it more than most. Yeah, but Adam Fox doesn't walk around with like pink ninety shit and like a fucking fanny pack to talk it up to the media for an outdoor game. Adam right. Fox, it's Harvard guy. Yeah, Adam Fox turtles the Brad Marchand. Moving on to the Bruins. <laughs> They were hey, six no hey, hey, I know we don't talk about other podcasts or whatever, but Pasta was on Spin Chicklets. Did you get to listen to him? Yeah, I did. W- were there any cool stories? I haven't listened to it yet. Uh I mean not really. The cool the the coolest story is probably that when he tweeted out Tom Wilson was uh the best goal scorer in the league, it was because he lost a beer chugging comp- contest to him. And then he said that if he had won the contest that Tom Wilson agreed to get punched out by him uh on the ice, which would have been crazy. But <laughs> that would have been fucking epic. Can you imagine like it was off, like in the play the draw? Can you imagine if it was like off the draw, they just dropped it and he let Pasta punch him in the face once and like went down and turtled. What would have happened in the media? And, and so the funny thing about that, I'm sure they actually wouldn't I guess he kind of hinted at the fact that Wilson made that bet, agreed to that bet as a joke because he knew there was no way Pasternak was gonna be able to chug a beer faster than him, which is kind of like of course Tom Wilson can chug a beer. But I, it just really proved a point to me, like those playing games for the teams, like they you guys play the Hurricanes, yeah, yeah, they didn't care at all, dude. Like no one, it didn't matter what the seeds were, like they were just chugging beers with the other team. So that was great to hear. But yeah, apparently Ovechkin was fucking crazy man during that time too. And like I know a lot of people don't like Tom Wilson because the way he plays hockey and shit, but like he's so fucking cool, dude. Like if I could I mean, be anybody in the NHL, he would be in my top five of who I could be. I agree. Still kind of he can be cool. Uh, and also, like, sick, you can dude. say he's a scumbag. He's got sick hair. He's a good looking dude. He'll fight anybody, and he plays on a line with Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. He's the only knock is that he's a scumbag, but that's all right. But, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But to me, so, and this is probably because of the Carlo thing, so I'm probably super Definitely. biased. Definitely. But name, but, okay. But name a guy, and we talked about this kind of, and you, I feel like you agreed at that point. Name a guy who's had like more suspensions recently. Like, no, like, there's we, like Tom Wilson, like Tom Wilson could still, I think play physical and maybe not like have as many headshots. That's all I'm saying. He has yeah, had headshots. Like, he like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if the, if the Kachuk brothers wanted to throw headshots, they could throw headshots every game too. Like, 
Do you know what I kind of get upset about this though? Is I understand why people think Tom Wilson is a scumbag because of the headshots and all this shit. And, like people are like openly about this, but you don't hear a fucking peep out of anybody when they talk about Scott Stevens or like any of those old guys where like nowadays you can slow things down. There's cameras, there's videos at all these games, blah, 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 blah. Back then, nobody gave a fuck. Like if you knock somebody out, people were fucking jacked up. Like like the Paul Korea hit. Like, could you imagine if that Paul Korea hit happened today? He wouldn't have been put back in the game and Scott Stevens would have been suspended for the next three years. Scott Stevens, if if he played in the modern day NHL, he would have probably, I'm not even being overzealous. He would probably be banned from the national hockey league. Right, but I, I, well, I mean, to me, the difference in my brain is, I don't think they knew about CTE. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like it was a different era. They didn't know about. It's the same way, dude. Like, like my grandparents, like no, but like, like grandparents, like you can't get mad at like your grandpa, your great grandpa for smoking cigs because when he was in fourth grade, he probably got one with his school lunch. Like he didn't know it was cancer. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just I, I I agree. Like if like, Tom Wilson played in that era, he probably won. It would, he wouldn't be the toughest guy in the league anymore. No, but, no. But like he wouldn't. People would look about on him fondly, like they do those players for sure. I think so, for sure, a hundred percent. Like he would be instead of people calling him scumbag, that he'd be like their favorite players. I agree. Uh, good, good talk. Weird talk. Boston Bruins. What's going on? Not much. They, I'll go quick. They were 6-0 and uh, after the trade deadline. Went 0-2. I mentioned it earlier. They dropped one of the Sabres. Lost one nothing to the Penguins. You kind of touched on it. Pasta has the yips. I won't get into it too much because I, I believe he's going to find his game. Like Who's he playing with? Top line still. It's still okay. Bergeron, Pasta, or er, Marchand. So they'll be okay. Uh, it's the third line, man. Jake DeBrusque is super frustrating. If there's one player – that I would like to see moved out from this like core. I think he would be the first. I'm not saying I want him traded. I'm just saying. Wow. What happened? Well, Cause back remember you want to trade DeBrusque for Kreider. Now you want him out. So like what, what well, happened? Dude, that's kind of different because what happened? I don't think very highly of Kreider or the contract that he got. So I don't, that doesn't really tell you what I think of Jake DeBrusque's value. That's just more of my opinion on Chris Kreider. I don't think so. You can try to cover that up. But what happened? Because we, I, I, I assume that you were a big DeBrusque guy. I was kind of a big DeBrusque guy. Bro, like, why would I, I, I get brought into and like the thing with Kadri in the playoffs? Like, I was like, okay, this guy's a fucking Bruin and he can score goals. Like, why, why is it just a bad year? Is it lack of effort? Well, it, it feels like with? it looks like it's a lack of effort sometimes. Oh, but that just, sucks. But it's really like he just gets inconsistent with his goal scoring, gets hot and then he's cold. It's kind of always been. His career, and I think I think you Bruins fans were more accepting of it earlier on because he was young, and so it's like there's going to be ups and downs. But when it continues, that's when you get nervous. And yeah, I don't know. To me, the whole Kreider trade, going back to it, because you said I was covering it up. My point is just like, Bruss definitely it probably had more value last year. I guess I'll agree with that. But like Kreider's the same way. He's the guy on your team that's frustrating and disappears at times, and like trading for that. The value I just didn't think made sense, but I get what you're saying. That's super disappointing because, like, I thought he might bounce back, dude. Who knows? I how, like, old, how old is he? Like 23, 24 now. Still young. Still young. I just I remember watching him against the Leafs and like him going out with Kadri. It was like every shift he'd throw a big hit and he'd be like flying down the wall. Who's he playing with? That's when he, he was playing with Krejci, and I. Trying to think of who the right wing was on that run. Well, who's he with now? He's with like Coyle and somebody else. Well, now he's with Coyle and Richie because he got bumped from the line with. Originally, they were going to play Krejci, Hall, DeBrusque. I think that lasted like a period, uh, and then they Craig Smith kind of took that spot. So yeah, he's playing with uh-huh. Richie and Coyle, and Charlie Coyle hasn't scored a goal in twenty-seven games. That's probably the biggest concern on the team. But part of me feels like, and he's kind of getting shit on right now. It's like the Boston kid gone bad, where the media hates when the Boston kid sucks. I think Charlie Coyle is going to find his game. Like he, the difference between him and DeBrus to me, and people online disagree with this, but I still see like he penalty kills and like he does some of the small things still. And people act like because he's six three, he should throw his body around. But I still see value in how he's playing, and I think he's Rick Nash in it. Kind of, he's yeah, but he, yeah, he kind of is Rick Nashing it, but I, that's always kind of who Charlie Coyle was to me. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, like he's not like an offensive dynamo. If you look at his numbers over his career, like usually he ends up with like 38, 39, which is a great third line center, and he's in a rut. And I think the lines need to be mixed around, so I'm just not that concerned. 
Um, and then the last thing really quick, uh, just a weekly Jeremy Swayman update. So he's 5-2-0 and oh now. 157 goals against average and 946 save percentage. So I don't think his debut could have gone any better so far. That's that's pretty good stuff. Tough tough look for Yarrow Halak too. You get COVID, he comes in, and now you're the third goal. He kind of sucks. But he, he, he time he agent? What's that? What what's Halak's contract like? I think it's just this year. He was signing like one year deals, so it's not a big deal. Probably gone. He was pretty good for you guys. No complaints at all. Beat, beat the bad teams can't really beat the good teams, but your backup goalie usually doesn't have to. Do oh, we that. talked about this not that long ago. Didn't he get like a shutout and he was like pretty high up on the list? Is he the best backup goalie of all time? No, I don't know about that. That'd be a, that'd be a cool blog or like something to put effort towards. Who would ever be the best backup goalie of all time? Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's so subjective though, because like their numbers are weird. You know what I mean? Like that'd be so hard to like. Cam Talbot was a fucking excellent backup goalie. Oh yeah, I wanted. I don't. This is kind of random. Cam Talbot's been great this year for the Wild. We were talking. They have that Finnish kid that's been playing really well too. But Cam Talbot has like a nine twenty five save percentage this year. Like I thought that was a great move for them. I'm glad that Talbot found it. Like being a goalie in Edmonton sucked. Yeah, yeah. And then the Flames. Like he played for those shitty those teams in Alberta that have those back end issues, and then he goes to Minnesota and like clicks again. I'm always been a big Cam Talbot fan. It'd be kind of cool if one of the Alberta teams can like get a defense in there. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, like, like if you're an Oilers fan, at least Darnell Nurse, he's cooled down a ton, but he's had a great year. Like, you have a defenseman, I guess. You know, but I agree. Um, can I brands? If you guys use it, fucking use our promo code TMS twenty five seventy five percent of NHL locker rooms have can I brands. That's seventy five percent. That's three quarters of the entire NHL. So your favorite player might be lumped in one of those 75%. They have sprays, they have drops, they have whatever you guys need. Um, the shit works. I'm excited because uh, I'm going to talk about my hero, but like beer league hockey might be coming back. I am older, so I'm definitely going to be abusing the cream a little bit. I, I find myself getting sore. I played tennis the other day, and I couldn't fucking stand afterwards, so that kind of sucked. But uh, shout out to Can I Brands. It's TMS25. Use that promo code. We are also going to be doing giveaways at some point in the near future. Uh, so head on a solo for that. As long as that you live in the United States and you aren't one of the three states that it can't go to, which I'll have more information about that. Interesting. Ah, uh, really quick. I was just looking up a couple goalies. Ty Conklin was he really that? Was Ty Conklin a good backup goalie? Ty. The only thing I know about Ty Conklin is he played for the Omaha Lancers with uh, Jed Ortmeyer and Tim Horst, and he played at UNH too. And Ryan Malone, I think. Yeah, weird team. I think you're right on that. Weird uh, team. Here's a name for you. I don't know if you're going to agree with this. Pretty, really solid backup goalie. He's never the starter. Manny yeah. Fernandez. Oh, he was, yeah, he was good. He was For good. the Wild Stars, Bruins. Yeah. He was always – he was, was a never a starter. Because the issue with, like, finding the best backup ever, I was like, Hadobin recently, but he, like, kind of became the Stars, like, starter. And, like, you know what I mean? He's also know. he's also not on Yaroslav Halak in terms of like how long he's career. Agree. Who is the? Wasn't there? Uh, wasn't there a backup goalie and his nickname was Moose and wasn't he good? Moose. That sounds super familiar. Yo, was it Johan Hedberg? Was he a starting goalie or a backup goalie? Johan Hedberg is. Yeah, dude. Johan Hedberg's nickname is the Moose. I think he might have started a little bit, but ultimately, like a backup goalie for the majority of his career, I'd say. Right. I. Something to look into. Glenn Healy was a pretty good backup goalie. I don't know. Fuck, man. Who was with Chris Osgood? Who was with Chris Osgood? Mike Vernon? Yeah. Mike Vernon, pretty good backup goalie. Mike Vernon was a starter for a while for the Sharks. Who was the backup for Colorado when Patrick Waugh was there? No. Was Arches Urbe? No. No. This is a name you hate. Marty Buran, when he backed up uh, Hasek for a few years, was pretty good. Still not a lock, though. Great. Halak might be the best backup goalie of all time. Yeah, but I mean, Halak would – yeah, I mean, I, I, you'd have to look at – because when he went to the Islanders, he kind of split time with Grice. Would you consider him the backup there? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Grice was kind of the starter. That's the thing you have to think, because when he was on Montreal, he backed up Price for a little bit, and then he became the starter for that one run. He's kind of had a weird-ass career. I'm going to tweet it out right now and ask our people, who is the best back up goalie of all time? 
see what type of answers we get there. Kevin Weeks was a pretty good backup goalie, wasn't he? Yeah, not bad. I'm trying to fucking think. I just there's like no big ones that are really like sticking out other than a lock, but that's what we have. And also, can I brands TMS twenty five save twenty five percent off? That's canibrands.com. Can I brands TMS two five? All your CBD stuff. Uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. We are now going to move on to our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Let's see if this fucking video works. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. I've been seeing the videos every time you said that you haven't seen them. Oh, I haven't seen them. All right, well, it's probably going to sound weird then. Whatever. <laughs> uh, heroes and zeros. I have two heroes. My first hero, Keith Yandel, gained sole possession of second place on NHL's Ironman list. That's 915 consecutive games. I wanted to bring this up because of a couple things. I feel like this would be a harder record to do if you're playing defense because a lot of the times people miss games. It's, it's because of like injuries, blocking shots. I feel like you block more shots as a defenseman. You probably take more abuse as a defenseman as you do. I don't know. Something to think about. Also, he's playing in Florida. They they don't even know COVID exists down there. So the fact that like Keith was even able to fucking not even get the COVID during this whole fucking time. A plus. I love fucking Yans, dude. He was awesome on the New York Rangers. I always loved the... He would always just like... Because the Rangers' defense, their core or whatever, was like Mark Stahl and Dan Girardi, and there wasn't a lot of like flash there. And they bring in Keith Yandel, and he'd fucking go nuts when they'd score goals. He's he's really funny on all the videos and all the shit that he does with with spin chicklets and all that stuff. So, shout out to Keith Yandel. Fucking, I've always liked the way he's played. Masters of this kid. What do you have on Keith Yandel? Not much, dude. I mean, you're a big Iron Street guy. Uh, Someone put it into perspective to me the other day, not even this, but Patrick Marlowe, who I described as a disappointment on last week's podcast. Um, When you look at like Ironman streaks and stuff like that, like put it in your own perspective. Like I was, were you ever the kid at school? Uh, Were you ever the kid at school that got perfect attendance? Like I take Mondays off from work sometimes after a tough weekend. Like, does it look like I was the type of kid who had perfect attendance? I don't know, bro. You went through a bunch of phases. So I thought like between maybe like your jinx. No, I kept it pretty consistent in terms of like I like sleeping. <laughs> it's true. We probably fucking slept. So that's a good one, dude. I like that. Uh, Although also, time spent in the league. I did spend a lot of time in college. That's true. That's true. But your attendance wasn't there. No, so like you, were, you weren't hitting Iron Man streaks. Like maybe longevity, sure. But yeah, Iron Man I would have had, had like 17 years and like 34 games total played. Yeah. <laughs> basically just a health bomb in the fucking college system uh my hero of the week jason says uh i feel like sometimes i'm negative on the lease so i wanted to bring this one up i thought it was cool so the ahl like uh, i guess the ahl minimum contract is like fifty thousand dollars for the year because of covid and everything they cut it in half so dudes on um on minimum contracts ahl contracts not like two are making contracts. 25 grand yeah so so Whoa. I guess Jason Spezza got like some of the guys on the team to basically pay the difference for the dudes in the AHL on those minimum contracts. So kind of a cool story. Some people were bringing up the fact that they're like, Spezza's making league minimum this year. This is so heroic. It's like, yes. Okay. First off, I don't want to take away from it because it's super heroic, but Spezza's made like 90 million in his career. I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. That, that is so fucking cool, dude. Like $25,000 you're getting paid to play hockey. Think about that. Like, if you're not a guy who for sure is going to be in the NHL, are you going to just fucking work one year and only make 25 grand? Like, you can't live off of 25 grand. Right. Sucks, right? I mean, that's like, that's how you you live. And then you have like, can you imagine making 25 grand and then some dude is making like 5 mil in the NHL gets sent down for a couple of games? Like, just like the complete opposite lifestyles of two people that are living. In the same league, I would not be okay with that. Yeah, so that sucks. So shout out Spezza. Uh, That's really cool. Well. That's good shit. Uh, my hero of the week, I think we're having a summer hockey league. Um, I'm pretty pumped about this. We're going to see what ends up happening. I think the Knights might be Monday in Clifton Park. I'm going to put together uh, – I'm going to try to put together like a Navy Molson type team to put in there. I think the commission was expecting us to bring back our normal winter team. I don't know if we're going to end up doing that. Probably going to bring back other people, whatever. There's also tournaments going on in New uh, Vermont – that hockey fights MS tournament that we we've done a few times. Would you want to get it get in a tournament this summer? 
I'm interested, dude. Just got to find a weekend that works. Hopefully, like, the more boys, the better. We can definitely discuss. I don't hate that. Um, I don't hate that at all. My question for you, dude, uh, so are you GM of this team? So it's kind of weird. I was brought onto this team, but, like, our captain, I don't know, is really going to, like, play again. He, you could tell he was definitely on his way out. Uh, he, I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I would love for him to come back. He's been great, but I just feel like he kind of lost interest in playing hockey last year. So we'll see. That's big. I mean, I guess that's big, dude. I Do, do you feel comfortable taking it over like that? Is that a hostile takeover? Do you well, think- that, well, that's the thing. One, I don't know if he's coming back. And two, like, I'm not bringing back the same people that are normally on that team. So you're, that's a hostile takeover, I believe. A coup, if you will. <laughs> yeah, That's an aggressive ass move, but I respect it. It's hard to find a good team in beer league, so. And it's summer, dude. And like, I don't know if it's just because I missed the winter league, but like, I'm not going to take this summer league serious at all. Like, this is just going to be let's go have some fun and have a couple of beers at Ravenswood after. <laughs> yeah, love that. Love Ravenswood. Uh, zero of the week. I got two quick ones. I'll go quick. So the first one, Kevin Miller. Uh, Bruins defenseman. It came out. He had like this undisclosed injury. He was on John Scott's podcast. Can't believe I was watching clips of that. But um, John Scott basically he basically told John Scott that he got an infection from his skate on his foot. Uh, so I just wanted to throw it over to you. One, have you ever gotten an infection from your equipment, especially when you're the NHL? How does that happen? Two, yeah. Uh, are you a sock guy under skates? Yeah. So I had, I had a staff infection on my hand when I was fuck. I don't even remember. I think that's my Bantam year. It was, I still have like a little scar right here by it, but uh, that was fucking nuts. The whole, that whole scenario. You get it from a dirty shower? What was the verdict? I'm assuming it was probably the gloves that I just kept putting my hands in. Probably. Ooh, I love the wet glove though. Yeah. Wet, you can't have a crusty glove. There, there aren't many worse feelings than putting your hand inside of a crusty glove and trying to fucking move your finger trap. Especially in beer league because then you, you have to like, I have to pour my water. Like my, I only have a finite amount of water. You know what I mean? Like, and I have to pour some on my gloves. That's tough. But, and also when you pour the water on your gloves to break them in, you can tell it's still different. It's not the genuine. It's just wet. Like now it's yeah. too wet. It's the knockoff version. I agree. Like now, now you're having trouble gripping the stick. I like putting my hands in a glove and it, you can bend it and you're ready to go. Like there, there's a fine line between it being too crusty and too wet. I agree with that. Um, um and then what was the other one? Uh, yeah. So dude, I think people that don't wear socks with their skates are Neanderthals. Like, I don't understand that one. That's disgusting, but I guess it's not that much different putting your hand in a glove. But like, how do you not get blisters? I don't know. I used to do it, and I don't think I could do it anymore. I was thinking about it recently. I was thinking about it because, like, and I don't know if I'm just super anal, but I have like one specific type of sock brand that I like to wear under my skates now, and it's not even like a performance sock, but like I notice a fucking difference. Are they like dress socks? No, it's just fucking Nike dry fits. That's like the only thing that I like wearing. Like a regular sock. You yeah. wear a right. Reg- That's wild. You wear like performance socks. Like you're. In I wear show? like I wear I wear a pair of Bauer socks. Yeah, I'll wear some fucking ankle socks in my skates if I have to. Like, Yo, not- there's some people on my team that wear like Blair. Blair only wears dress socks. Right. So, and then that's probably because they're super thin. No, is that like the thought? I, I think I'm unsure because I saw him fucking wear, put on a set of skates last year and he had dress socks. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, pal? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, I can never, because in my mind, I'm going to be sweating. My feet are going to be sweaty inside this boot. Every time I take a step, my foot's going to move. Now I have a wet foot that's moving over and over and over again. How does a blister not happen? Good question, bro. Really? I don't know. I'm not a foot guy, so I don't know. Uh, wasn't there a Kevin Miller stat that we had to, to bring up? Did he score for the first time in however long? Oh yeah, I uh, I think our boy texted that to us. Uh, this is probably enthralling fucking podcasting. I feel like we should probably here it is. Uh, Kevin Miller scored his first goal in 1,212 days. He last scored on 12 17 17. What that guy bowed back from is crazy. Boom. Thank you, Brownie. I fucking love that Brownie. I talked to him on the phone the other day. And like every time we talk on the phone, I'm like, it's only gonna be like two, three minutes. I end up talking to this guy on the phone for 45 minutes every time I talk to him. And it's about like fucking sick hockey. I just sent him a gift bag sort of thing so we could send to Bobby Carpenter and like all those people. But really glad he's on board. But good for Kevin Miller, man, because there was 
probably like it wasn't even like a short period of time. It, it was like a long period of time of this giant question mark whether or not this guy was going to come back. Didn't he like break his kneecap in half or some shit? I don't fucking know. He's been injured so many times. I feel like he has like three new knees. I couldn't tell you what's going on. Oh, oh didn't you tell me that somebody McQuaid themselves the other night? Connor Clifton. He's all right, dude. Okay. Um, yeah, that's I, I get. I guess the only thing I was going to make this a zero of the week. I'll just throw it out as a fun fact. So uh, our Islanders guy. Let us know. So I the Islanders came up with the playoff beards in 79-80. couple guys in 79. Then Ken Morrow came in with a huge beard after winning gold medal in 1980. The team grew their beards and won the first cup. think that's sick. I didn't ever know the actual team that started the the beards. And now that it's an Islanders uh, fact, I just wanted to throw it out there. Lou Lamoureux let Kyle Palmieri grow a beard. That's your history, bro. You're just going to slap. That's like if a GM went into the Yankees and was like, let's take the pinstripes off the jersey. Show some class, Lamorello. Let's take the pinstripes off the jersey and put the last name on the back. Does no one care about history anymore? Respect? People who came before you? People who made the island the island? I have a question for you. It's a baseball-related question. I don't know if you're going to have the answer. Do the Boston Red Sox have their last names on their jerseys? No. Uh, No, maybe like on alternates, but their normal jerseys, no. Yankees don't either, but I'm pretty sure the Padres do. Is that just like a historic thing? I think it's kind of like, yeah, I feel like it's just like the older franchises don't. I kind of wish I kind of wish the NHL did that. Like the original six guys didn't have their last names back, just their numbers. So it's more for like, because when you're watching a game, you don't look at the guy's fucking name. You look at the jersey number on the back to figure out who it is, you know? Like, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, wait, when you're, you look at jersey numbers when you're watching, I can normally just tell who's who. Yeah, I can, but if it's a team you don't know or if yeah. like you're at like a college game and you're like, who's that? And you're trying to see the number, like I'm not like, what's their last name? You know? Yeah. yeah so no, like I'm... it is kind of like it's kind of like a fan thing, I guess. Probably the NHL is probably like, oh, we can get like forty more bucks a pop on these jerseys at NHL.com if we just have them wear last names. Probably. And that's what we have for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. How do you have anything else? That's it, dude. I'm fucking winded. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs>